Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. We are already staring down the final month of the winter anime season, which is always hard to believe. A ridiculous march of time and whatnot. You know what that uh, means? It's time for uh, next season previews. I, I think next. <laughs> Don't say I think, bad already? words. I think next podcast episode will be the pre the preview. All right, everybody, God. stop stop talking about this season's anime. Everybody, <laughs> open up and a chart. It's time to take a look and uh, make your claims for next uh, season. <laughs> yeah, there'll there'll be there'll be plenty of time for that next uh, next time. I, assuming, I you know, I'm kind of curious to see. There already been postponing shows because of coronavirus. Mm, yeah, uh, we've had delayed episodes, and you know this is obviously not a joke. I'm just saying, uh, we'll see how that impacts. Oh yeah, definitely. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, um, we've already had episodes this season getting getting delayed, so we'll see how it goes. But anyway, uh, on a more positive note, we'll have plenty of this season's anime to talk about still. So let's get into it. Just to introduce everybody, I'm Jell, and joined, as always, I have uh, Iro with still us today. Here. Yep, I'm still here, I'm not dead yet. Yep. Uh, G. What's good, y'all? And in a surprise twist, we are joined by Artemis. Hello, nice to be here. It's finally Thank someone you. can class up this joint. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to class up. that. Yeah. You'll no, be lucky. Yes, thank you, thank you for joining us today, and uh, yes, our Glorio Sea to... region correspondent that is <laughs> yeah. no longer in the Sea region, but yeah, well, that, yeah. we're yeah, I, I finally have somebody on the the East Coast with me again, but yeah. That aside, um, let's get into today's topics. Before we get into the anime, uh, we did want to mention, uh, kind of on a, again on a more serious note, I guess, uh, the passing of Junichi Goto. Goto who is most famous for his role as Inferno Cop. Um, he passed away in a motorcycle accident. He was only 40 years old. Um, you know, it was a really tragic event. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to make light of the situation, I suppose, but I guess as, let's just say, as a, as a tribute to his work, that was probably the most Inferno Cop... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, way to go, I guess. But, yeah, um, I, you know, it's, uh, yes, he, obviously a very real tragedy, but, you know, there's... It, look, when you read the headline, Inferno Cop voice actor dies in a motorcycle accident, it is... Yeah. I don't know, is that is that one of those, like, life imitates art sort of things? <laughs> I guess. Yes. Is that like when Paul Walker of the Fast and Furious movies died in a... Also died in a car accident a few years back. It's uh... yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's more a, more a credit to our appreciation for his work, I suppose. Yeah, but, uh... yeah. I mean, look, Inferno Cop for look. I, I am contractually contractually <laughs> obligated to mention that Inferno Cop must always occupy a spot in my top three trigger anime list. Like, even as the list grows longer, uh, even as trigger continues to make more anime, Inferno Cop always has to be in the top three because it is... their first one. Yeah, it, it is the quintessential trigger anime. <laughs> in, set the tone, ways. right? Yeah. 
I'll, I'll always yeah. I'll always appreciate his uh, when he finally appeared in Space Patrol Lulico. Right. Yes. T- to give his uh, his uh, uplifting speech uh-huh. and show her when, the exit out of hell when Lulico was in hell. So yeah. <laughs> so. So yeah, rest in peace to Junichi Goto. Um, he will be missed on that one. So. All right. Um, let's move along. The other news topic we wanted to mention. Also not shortly happy after, news, but... Well, <laughs> yeah. shortly after last week's uh, podcast, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards finally happened. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Talking about 2019's anime. <laughs> yes, because we're all... February of 2020. We're all still excited to talk about 2019 now that it, now that it's March in 2020. Um, and, you know, Crunchyroll continues to make a big deal. I thought about going... They had a bunch of watching parties... And they had one in the city, in New York City. I've thought about going, and I was like, I really don't want to go through all the hassle of... If I'm not... If if we're not going to the city to watch Heaven's Seal 3, you're not going to the city to watch the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. And they had it, like, at a a ping pong bar or something? Sure, why not? Maybe maybe it's a tribute... Yeah, maybe it's a tribute to, you know, the the best anime of the last decade, uh, Masaki Yuasa's ping pong. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, anyway, the awards happened, finally. Uh, as expected, it was a popularity contest, and Demon uh-huh. Slayer won, like, everything. It was very but, predictable. I mean... Yeah, it... I'll, uh, I'll hit some of the highlights here. So, like, Anime of the Year was Demon Slayer. Um, uh-huh. To be fair, the I thought the nominee pool was a little odd, but... Uh... So, is it only anime that airs on Crunchyroll, or... No, be? no, it's... because, remember, that one year, Made in Abyss won... Oh, that's a high yeah, dive for uh, yeah, De- okay. Devilman Crybaby won last year. Right. Yes. Okay. So so no, it's it's all anime. But so the way it works is the they pick a panel of judges who chooses the nominees, and then they just put open voting to anybody on the internet Oof. for the the final win. So that just as soon as you do that, it becomes a popularity contest, right? Right. <clears throat> like I mean, can you vote like as many times as you want, kind of thing? I don't know. I didn't try. I didn't try to break it. I mean, I I'm sure if you like were really, really committed, you could like spoof your IP or something. And, yeah, because like, mm. you don't have to sign in. I don't think to right. vote. Spam votes, but oh, so, that's just asking for trouble. Yeah, but Not I don't like know if anybody. One of those uh, Japanese idol contests where you can buy as many singles <laughs> as you want. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have five hundred hand Post those in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For every month of uh, Crunchyroll you've purchased, uh, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can get however many votes. Yeah, and I've I've had an account since 2011, so I could have totally swung this, uh, uh-huh. swung this one. But um, no, so like the only like so like their nominees for best was like uh, Carol and Tuesday, which meh. Uh, mm-hmm. Mob Psycho 102, which was good. Um, oh, Maidens in Your Savage Season, which was odd, I thought, because I. Did not think that was anime of the year material, but uh, it was it was pretty good. It was at least it had, it had moments, right? maybe like a moment of the year of some kind. Right, best moment or sequence. And uh, the Promise Neverland, which I think was a legitimate contender if we're balancing like quality and popularity. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, and then Vinland Saga. I, I sure. can actually, I can kind of believe that one, like you know, which it's... actually made it on quite a few nominees lists. So somebody on the panel must have been pushing for it. <laughs> I mean, my understanding is that like Vinland Saga actually, as it, the anime seemed to do fairly well in the West, like it seemed I mean, to yeah, I get it was a solid. fair amount of uh, of critical yeah. acclaim. I thought it just got 
kind of like Netflix, it got stuck in Amazon hell. Right. That is true. <laughs> but, now, of course, um, I have my issues with this list of nominees. For example, it doesn't even have Glorio's number two anime <laughs> of the year, ah, ah. Grand Belm. Oh, or yeah. or Gloria's number one anime of the year, B Stars, but I can well, kind of believe well, that. Well, I'm one sure they couldn't of... officially acknowledge B Stars right. because Netflix, right, Netflix. Again. But <laughs> Grand Belm was valid. Grand Belm. Uh, <laughs> how come Grand Belm isn't uh-huh. in best protagonist, yeah, in yeah. best antagonist? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's Anna okay. Fugo let's, for best girl. Right, and like you know, uh, Rip It Peace, Anna Fugo. Uh, Maybe not best boy. I guess there are no boys in that show. Best girl, surely Grand Belm deserved a, a nominee. Say, uh, best director, I would say the same. Ah. Best animation definitely qualifies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, best character design, sure. Uh, well, at least um, best at least we'll be able to get to at least we'll be able to get to vote for B stars uh, sure. this next year or whenever. All right, where where is my where where? How come Shin Ji Long is not getting the props <laughs> it deserves? Nene was robbed. Uh, best couple, um, sure, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, 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 I think the best the best couple one was fair. So the best couple was what was was. Uh, from Kaguya. Oh, I'm not even uh, clicking on these to open them up. Ideas. I'm just reading the... You're try, uh, trying to pick every category movies. Grand Belb could have won. Uh, uh, best VA performance? Yeah, uh, Anna Fugo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd, uh, I'd buy that one, yeah. Uh, uh, best comedy, Anna Fugo. Uh, oh, best fantasy? Uh, sure, that counts. It's like kind of magic girl adjacent. Best drama, for sure. Uh, okay, maybe not best opening sequence or best ending no. sequence, but... No. Industry icon, yeah. Anna Fugo. I... I <laughs> I don't understand. Right. So say. let's. Uh, I'll hit. I'll hit a couple more of the highlights here. Uh, is this is another popularity contest thing? I think best director, Attack on was whoever directed Attack on Titan season three. I didn't Stop. even know Attack on Titan had a season three. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If season two did very well, did it? I'm sure. Apart from I, in Japan, I, I don't know. I can only assume it did well enough to to justify season three, but. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like somehow... Attack of Titans' time in being the most popular thing on Earth is past. I thought that too, but apparently now it's Demon Slayer's turn. But apparently not. If it you know could win, because uh... the thing about okay, so here's my thing about a category for an open vote category right. for best director is that in all likelihood that's going to kind of boil down to uh... honestly, like think. Like list, like try to list as many anime directors off the top of your head. I bet most people here can come up with like a few at, at most ten. And Probably. so, sure, you'd have to. Be, I think you'd have to even be pretty deep into anime to name. Yeah, them. so like at you know, so for, so for a category like this, it's like I, I would assume. So my initial assumption about a category like this is it would it would just come down to like what directors have you even heard of. Which in a case like this, I assume it would have been Ikahara or Watanabe because, like, yeah, those yeah. two are like you know, kind of right. as far as anime goes, household names. The, so. the way they're presenting it though is by show, right? So people right. are going to pick whatever show so they like. That's probably yeah. what happened. Which is just, I, the real the real oddball here was uh, Babylon. Do you, what? Do you, do you guys even remember that getting uh, nominated? Uh, like show at all? Episodes of that. I read about what happens in that show and said, I'm sure glad I did not watch any more of this. Man, speaking <laughs> that... of, you know what, speaking of Babylon, though, I will say, like, in a lot of ways, It Invaded is what I was hoping Babylon would be. <laughs> so... Yeah. 
I, it's just weird because like the other shows, I think I I would kind of expect it. Although again, Vinland Saga maybe a little odd to be. It on had some this good list. episodes. Like there were definitely like as Arrow could attest with at least with Vinland Saga, there were at least a few episodes where suddenly the art direction got like fifty times better, and like the backgrounds got like <laughs> right way more like l- like l- lusciously drawn. Right. And it's like you could just tell. Oh, they they brought on like. Good the really artist. good director for these episodes. Yeah, I um, I mean, I think I think it should if given the nominees, it should have gone to Mob or Sar- Sarzan Mai. Yeah, I think if so, we're talking probably. strictly directing, but uh, you know, it is what it is on that one. Um, best animation was I think some justice because Mob Psycho won that one. Yeah, I yeah, think that's that probably a... deserved it given the. Oddly enough, I, if they had Fate Grand Order here, might have been a contender as well. It is for but animation specifically. If we're talking strictly for best animation, uh-huh. uh, and and actually, I'm actually surprised Demon Slayer didn't win because that also has very good animation, and everybody loves Demon Slayer. So, but I think that's mm. I think that one was actually appropriate. Um, I just want to say for best like seeing Hyakimaru from Dororo up for best protagonist shows me that like. Both people watching that show and the makers of that show do not understand that Dororo is the protagonist of Dororo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he won't. Yeah, that that is weird. Yeah, people not understanding the point of the show. Um, and uh, well, if we if I were to pick one more, the greatest travesty was uh, Best Girl, because it should have uh, been Fujiwara from Kaguya-sama, I mean, and instead it was the. Uh, the the squirrel girl uh, from Shield Hero. Oh, good, the slave she... girl. Yes, everybody um, knows the. Uh, I don't even want to say as a joke. Yeah, she's a squirrel, right, or something like that. Sure, that's that's not the problem here. No, no, I know that's not the problem. <laughs> that's just, not the problem. I, I was just trying to remember what the whole premise was. <laughs> I mean, I think the... I think if we really want to like boil it down to a single sentence, it's the idea of, of Shield Hero winning anything is kind of yeah uh, a travesty. Does it say so, how many people actually voted? Like, does it tally up the votes for you? I don't no. Think so. No? Oh, okay. No, it doesn't give a number. Uh, so, you know, we don't have no idea how close it was or anything. But, uh, yep. Uh, surprise, she beat out the girl from Demon Slayer again. But I mean, uh, I mean again, the that, girl from a... Demon Slayer who was literally bound, gagged, and kept in a box. <laughs> also problematic, yes. yes. What heroes said. <laughs> um, or that anybody won that wasn't Chika Fujiwara from Kaguya-sama Love is War. <laughs> I mean, War. yes, I'll back you up on that, Jill. Um, it is a travesty. So, anyway. Um, I don't know if we really need to even mention any of these other ones. Uh, well, I could probably. I think, it's, I think we can move on to the anime that is airing this season. The stuff that is actually worth talking about. <laughs> yes, maybe that's a, that's a better idea. So... Let's uh, we'll hit our, our usual shows that we've been talking about. Uh, coming back to uh, Somali in the forest spirit. Start with that. Now you guys told me things got dark last time, but how are we looking? Uh, how are we looking now? I mean, they arrived at Little Witch Academia Village, the village of witches who definitely are not humans, even though they look like humans. Well, they also live like several hundred years, right? So, yeah, some of that. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> and they have a like ghastly pallor to their skin. I, I uh, will say, I think that was a smart adaptation choice because, right? You when know, the black manga's and white, black and white, so like yeah. <laughs> but right. uh, yeah, you know, they. 
I'd say that, like, these episodes kind of continue last week's trend of, like, beginning to explore more of the sort of of Made in Abyss-esque, like, darkness lurking underneath the surface of the setting. Um, You know, they kind of go to this town because they hear, ah, the witches have a repository of all knowledge, the Grand Library, and, you know, they go there to try and find out some stuff about humans, and... Long story short, but the very, very, very old head librarian witch tells them about a story she heard from her grandmother about how 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 the monster people discovered humans for the first time, basically. And it turns out that the subtitle to Somali and the Forest Spirit should be, Maybe the Humans Deserved It. Ah, uh, <laughs> one of those yeah, situations right. for all for all of the like we're oh the monsters are killing and eating humans. Uh, every time they show humans, they're like ah, all they hate all monsters or like, right. I mean, they, they lay it out a little thick when in the in these in the in, the, in this like flashback yes. episode essentially. Uh, there's another golem actually, and uh, he's kind of like go easy on the humans. They're like stupid and short-sighted <laughs> and they judge things that are different from them Ultra, they not, tend to lash out wrong. with violence and hatred but not like wrong, but yes they mean well they mean well it's... They, they're kind of treating him as as a godlike figure though right which is kind of begs the question how did that happen i mean right yeah. right i mean if, if i'm being he's... like generous i would almost assume that like the golem being totally fine but the human-looking witch girl being, like, an outsider who must be killed is almost, like... I don't think it's intentional, but I want I want to interpret it as, like, a, a kind of a subtle statement on, like, the kind of weird, hip, like, hypocrisy of human bigotry of, like, oh, these people are fine because reasons, but these people are not fine because reasons. Like, oh, the golem, yeah, he doesn't look anything like us, but he's a god, he's not a monster. Uh, meanwhile, little girl, glowing red eye. Right. His... Meanwhile, you little girl, you can fly. You're a, you're Demon. a horrifying beast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I so, don't know that warrants humans getting hunted down and eaten in modern day. But you know, it's apparently they it, started it. So <laughs> yes, it, it certainly sets the tone that like, you know, that uh, I, for. Sorry, go ahead, Jill. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say are, are they are they going for some kind of message with the, the human animal thing like is this secretly a PETA ad or something like that like, uh... <laughs> i don't know about that i mean i think I, I feel like it was probably just coincidence to be honest that part of it <laughs> if i'm if i'm being entirely honest i think that somali is probably just going for the classic you know hatred begets hatred kind of story like right uh-huh. you know the the monsters were on the receiving end of discrimination and violence and now they've turned it around on the humans who have like you know been generations removed from the original mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know right uh, perpetrators you know, can, and of course they you know like still spin the wheel of morality and say like see somali is a young human and she is friends with everybody and so there's hope for all of us after all kind of a nature versus nurture thing yeah, because because yeah. you can kind of contrast Somali with um, the little girl in the village too, right? In the story, yeah, they have the same yeah. eyes too. So. Oh, do they? Did they? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. Now that you point that out, but uh, but yeah, I mean, not much else to really say about Somali. I think it's kind of just continuing to do its its own thing. 
I mean, did they just, like, flip the switch back to everything is, like, cute slice of life stuff here? Or, I mean, I felt, I felt like after what you told me yesterday with, like, people, like, dying horrible graphic deaths <laughs> on screen, it was going to be hard to just, like... There was Go still some the way the show was. murder on screen. It was it was a midway point, I guess, between yeah. slice of life and everything is death. <laughs> yes, they're dialing they're <laughs> dialing it a bit back from last week. They did but... have a sequence where all the humans capture like a two headed dog man and are just like stabbing him over and over, and he's like while he's oh, begging them, while please. he's literally begging them to I stop. I don't yeah. eat people. I'm just a big dog man. Yeah, it's it's. So yeah, still some murder, but uh, they've they've toned down the murder index. Okay. Since, uh, they need they need week. to, like you said, show that the humans maybe deserved it. Uh, that kind of thing. But yeah. Okay. Well, the backgrounds are still pretty. <laughs> but, yeah, the <laughs> settings true. are really nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, as we're approaching the end, is there like, is there a, is there a possibility of a satisfying conclusion to all this, or do you think oh, they're going to blow it? it? I, uh, I expect a, and this adventure continues, and a... Yes, they are not going to get to the... I mean, I don't think the manga's done yet either, so... Oh, okay. They're, they're not going to get to a satisfactory conclusion with. I mean, the isn't next... the timer ticking on Golem Dad? Like... Yeah, but... Okay. You know. If they're, they're taking it literally one day at a time, it can last a long time. <laughs> yeah, true, true. They can stretch that out uh, yeah. as long as possible, so yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll have, I think, at least one more opportunity to check back on that, so we'll Well, well Jill, why don't you tell us about what the better shield hero is up to? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I th- thought we this... weren't talking about figurant order. <laughs> uh, I, can't, yeah. I, can't even, I can't even joke about that, I'm sorry. So, uh, revisiting Bofuri, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max up my defense, the, right, the better shield hero. Um, so this week in uh, dumb video game stuff... Um, they are, these were kind of like in between episodes leading up to, there's going to be a big guild war, which I, th- with the flame emperors, which I think sure. is going to be like the, you know, gonna do a like raid. The, pro- there's probably a fi- fire emblem joke in there or something, but, uh-huh. uh, so they're, they're building up to that. So these episodes were a lot of like little, like one-off stories, which was kind of fun. Uh, I'll highlight a couple of the dumb game stuff, which was fun. Uh, in episode seven, uh, the main girl goes like on this side quest chain and you know how like when you're doing a, a side quest in a game and you're like way overpowered like you come back to it later, oh yeah like, yeah totally. <laughs> and, and it kind of like ruins the dialogue because like the dialogue is like super intense like my life is in danger and you're not in danger at all uh that was the joke they went for so like it was like she had to escort the sick kid's mom to go pick some mush- mushrooms for medicine or something <laughs> and uh they go in and she doesn't take like a single point of damage or anything. And as they're flying in the back, the mom is like coughing and like, I almost died back there. And the main girl's like, uh, killed everything in one hit. I, so the main girl's like, I think I broke the, <laughs> the dialogue. Uh, that's, but that's pretty good. I, I can so, appreciate that. That anime continues to just uh, play with yeah. its dumb video game premise. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. And, um, in episode eight, they were, <laughs> they've been building up these jokes this joke about how the mean girl is like this you know kind of sweet nice innocent person but all of her powers are like horrible demonic poison powers <laughs> <laughs> and like in this one she uh gains the ability to actually turn into a giant massive demon monster sure and uh so she uh 
so like they, they were kind of digging into that joke that they've been building up which is pretty good but really i think this entire episode existed because somebody wanted to draw a mecha transformation yeah i was gonna say oh, how does, how does she get it a, wait is the demon transformation like just she like got tied with her shield or something no no it's totally unrelated oh, okay. uh, it was just two separate story bits um yes yeah, so like get i said the, the robot uh she so she uh like like again the, the premise was really dumb i think they really just wanted to do a mecha transformation so they, they go to like a new area and she meets the the king of the machines or whatever it's like a it's like a jrpg robot area uh, sure the, yes, the, yes, the near collaborate uh, right yes and uh and so the uh you know the god of the machines uh in his like dying breath bestows his power upon her to fight the final boss your kid have this robot and, and that makes it so she can transform her armor into a robot, and uh, they they do like the Dragon Ball Z shoot beams at each other, going back and forth. Oh, was uh, classic. Yeah, it was pretty fun. So, um, yeah. So that I mean, again, just more dumb, fun video game stuff. If you like that kind of thing, and you know, low stakes kind of uh, just people having fun playing video games. Stuff. Well, it seems like they continue to like do a decent job of you know. They know yeah. they're late and they're sticking to it. Yeah, so I, I think the last couple episodes, like I said, she'll probably be fighting uh, Edelgard and the Flame Emperors in the Guild War. Uh-huh. So uh, that'll be fun, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I'm going to turn you guys loose All on right. uh, It Invaded, which the sense I'm getting from the conversation going around it is this just getting like more ridiculous or oh, is that so fair? fun uh, <laughs> it's uh, great so so fill, fill me in what's going on with it invaded oh boy where do we what begin? is not going on <laughs> uh, they're going they went inside of the idwell that's inside of the idwell yes yes right right we're, we're going deeper uh, they also they also introduced a co-op idwell diving this this right uh, because this set of episodes uh, Hondomachi, when she went inside of the idwell inside of the idwell there's nobody to pull her there's nobody to push the eject button on the idwell inside of the idwell so right uh, so initially no no well initially they send in the 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 drill guy because he's a he's a brilliant detective candidate because serial killers you you have to be a serial killer to be in, to be able to become a brilliant detective you see right but they right. send they send the serial killer into uh naru naruhisago's idwell right and Unlike Hondamachi, he's too stupid to solve the puzzle. He literally cannot reach the idwell in time because he That's doesn't right. he doesn't know how to solve it. So they realize, oh shit, he's too dumb to solve this. We need to send him, but like we can't send Narusago to his own idwell. So we'll send the two of them together into a different idwell. In the hopes of finding an idwell machine inside that idwell, <laughs> that oh connects to the really well convoluted. To the same idwell inside of the idwell. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, oh man! But, and then yeah, it's some fun because because like they've said that whenever you go into the idwell, you become a brilliant detective, and Kairu is there and all that. You know, like it does bring up the question of. When they both go in, are they both just brilliant detectives? And I guess they are, but uh So that's that's never happened before where no. two people have Mm-mm. gone in. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, of course there... they uh discover a new idwell in that idwell and uh mm-hmm. Narusago decides to do the double dive 
to to enter uh, what's the name of the girl uh, Kiki uh, Ari Asagi Asa something Asukai I think Asuka yeah mm-hmm. yeah Kiki Asukai is the name of the the Idwell or that that's who the Idwell belongs to in this Idwell inside of an Idwell and uh, boy she, thinks... she was like one of the people killed by a previous serial killer right, right the challenger who killed Naruhisago's daughter. And uh, I think we've hit the point where I have no idea what the hell you're talking. And, about. To be to be fair, it's not as convoluted. It doesn't. It sounds more convoluted than it is when you're yes. watching it. It's not that bad, right? It's right. just that you try to verbally explain it. You're like, oh, you just sound like a crazy person, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, I'm, I'm 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 picturing G. I'm picturing you sitting in your house with like one with of those boards, yeah, strings. <laughs> the, the strings, like uh, over people's board, photos yeah. and you know. right. And it's all connecting to like a fucking you know silhouetted picture in the center with a the question written, "Who is Johnny cue, Walker?" Cue the airy music over over top. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who is who is Johnny Walker, and where does he get his whiskey from? Um, <laughs> but uh, inside of the Idwell, inside of the Idwell uh, is. Just the the normal world. But, yeah, it turns out but that like yeah, one it is year ago. completely normal. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, two negatives make a positive. So you you oh, un- you, un- Which... you unbecome the brilliant detective and become you again. Yeah. Which is kind of a a gut punch for our main character because he, you know, knowing what he knows, mm-hmm. right, and seeing his wife and his daughter. Oh yeah, no, totally. I. I, I think that this the the, the oh, second okay. of these make, two episodes that makes sense. is actually it's I think it's actually pretty well done like take on like the, the kind of intrinsic human desire for catharsis and like emotional uh, conclusion because again at the end of the day this is all inside of uh, a simulation you know the matrix basically right like none of this is real none of this has any effect on the real world but Naruhisago who becomes himself again, enters a version of the world before his daughter has been kidnapped and killed. And he basically kind of you takes this opportunity to go back and, and fix things, essentially. He goes in, he, he takes down the, the, the challenger, uh, the, the serial killer who killed his daughter, uh, saves the other victim who was in there, uh-huh. and like... Play another insert song... Yes, yes. And, right. While in the most like half-assed like fist fight I've ever seen in my life, it's fantastic. Uh, but it's 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 it really kind of gets to this idea that like even if this has no effect on the real life on the real world, he still wants the opportunity to save his daughter's life, to save his family's life, because it, it gives him some sort of closure. Even if right. you know tragically none of this is going to matter once he you know. Right. Ejects, mm-hmm. but I it's do... a, it's a good it's a good way to use the mm-hmm. the weird anime science to set up an yeah. emotional moment, right? And like more than that, it kind of starts getting to like this really. I think you guys get back me up on this. The, the, <laughs> the, this this the the last episode starts to get some really weird mind bending shit because like mm-hmm. basically Kiki Asukai, the 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 idwell that is inside the idwell has the power to i guess like lucid dream and lucid dream so powerfully she can like draw astral project right her, thoughts right her lucid dream into other people and, and, the, and the, yeah the implication is because again so 
They're in Kiki Asukai's Inwell. I'm going to walk through this as, as, as simply as I can. <laughs> All right. She, they are <laughs> like entered Kiki Asukai's Inwell. And her Inwell is a simulation of the real world. But in this simulation of the real world, She's there. it is revealed that Kiki Asukai can project dreams in which people can enter them. Sounds familiar? Sounds like an Inwell. And in those dream worlds... Serial killers in the real world enter into Kiki Asakai's dream world to kill her because they can experience, I guess, the thrill of, of killing without actually causing any quote-unquote real harm. They like it so much they have a system of who goes on what day. Yeah, right. they have a schedule. Also, Kiki Asakai is Kairu, who is the yeah, dead yes. girl in every yes. Idwell. Right. And, and now you're like... Now you're wondering, like, oh shit, like, is, 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 is the Mizuhoname powered by Kiki, Kiki Asukai's ghost or something? Like, what is, like, <laughs> because, because the power, her powers are almost identical to the powers of, of, of the machine that lets them enter the Inwell, and it's, oh man, this show is so fucking wild, <laughs> I'm having so much fun with it. Right, like, I have no idea where it's gonna go in the next, like, three episodes, because... We're in the simulation of real life, but we entered the simulation to get Hontomachi out. And also, the Inwell, the guy who got arrested on suspicion of being Johnny Walker, who's probably not Johnny Walker, is like, no, don't go into my Inwell, it's a trap. Yeah. But we spend this whole episode inside of <laughs> this simulation, and what is even going on anymore? <laughs> But I'm enjoying it a lot. I am too. Re refresh my memory. Why did they double dive in the first place? Because it was there. <laughs> well, Hondamachi. Oh, they can. <laughs> uh, yes, Hondamachi originally double dives just because it's there, and she's just like, "Well, okay. I'd be foolish not to," you know. <laughs> it's a video game, you know. You see a yeah. new object, you want to push it. You want to uh -huh. see what happens. So initially, the other two double dive to try to save her. And uh, she didn't show up at all in the ninth yeah. episode, so we don't know what she's doing in... Yeah, what um, what is... How does the simulation work for her? She come in at a different time period? These are all questions that need Who to be knows? answered. Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Right. I don't know if this is the best show of the season, but it's the one I'm for sure having the most fun with. Yeah, week. that's... I feel like that's a good way to put it. Like, I, I really love a lot of things that are airing right now, but It Invaded is maybe the one I look forward to the most. Right. Uh, there's something to be said for not knowing at all what's coming up next in mm -hmm. a show. Did they do anything as ridiculous as shooting a bullet through somebody's head? I mean, this, they this played one? that insert song while Narisago just, like, beat the shit out of... Guy. Okay, so maybe we should talk about that fist fight a little right. bit because it's stupid as hell. So, like the idea is that in the re in real life, uh, when he found out that this man killed his daughter and the police are going to arrest them, going to arrest him, he drove there first and just shot the guy first. Right. He was like yeah, just point blank. Right. Right. That's yeah. how he became a serial killer. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like no right. no prelude, no no pre dialogue. Just drove up to the front door and just shot the guy. Right. So basically, but... his his thought process in the simulation is, oh, now I can t go there and take my time killing this man. 
<laughs> right, like for okay. yes, Narusago basically oh. basically lets it loose. That actually, maybe I am kind of a serial killer because yes, I wanted to relish in this man's death. I think he just wants to confront him. You know, again, yeah. like that catharsis thing. He wants to not just shoot him. He wants to yeah, kind of have it out with him properly. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. And so, like, he, like, puts his gun away, and he's like, I'm gonna fight you one-on-one, just the way you like to, (laughs) you know? And, (laughs) surprise, turns out the serial killer whose gimmick is that he beats people to death with his bare hands is really good at beating people to death with his bare hands. And just beats the ever-loving shit out of Narisoku. Well, he's literally a a pro, right? He's a pro. Yeah, he's a a pro. Yeah. And <laughs> Narasaka just takes his gun out and starts shooting him. <laughs> He's just like, fuck this pretense. I'm just going to kill you. And <sighs> it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same insert song. No, no, it was a different song. It was a different one with lyrics about how great revenge is or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it uh, like a samurai. Anime's great. Uh, no song will ever be as good as like a samurai. <laughs> I think we could all agree. Yeah, they kind of started with a showstopper there, but... Oh, man. <laughs> Alright. Well, again, I'm glad you're all enjoying it. Um, mm-hmm. It does sound like a enough of a mess to be entertaining. Um, again, and, it's, uh, not, it's not as messy when you actually watch it. You don't watch it kind of an episode and go, what? Huh? What happened? Right. It's, it's, it's clearer. Yeah, right. to kind of echo what Artemis said, I think... It's very easy to. I think there are actually. I think there are actually a lot of anime like it invaded, and we generally bounce off of them because they are so incomprehensible. Because they are so like, mm. kind of chaotic in their storytelling. But the thing I think it invaded does well is like yes, the individual events are ridiculous and absurd, and but beat by beat, I think that like as an actual like written story, it's actually it's pretty well done. Like, they don't, yeah. like, they foreshadow things pretty effectively. Like, they they don't throw things at you out of nowhere. Like, even something as absurd as, like, the idwell within an idwell mm-hmm. is a thing that, like, isn't completely out of left field because they kind of establish what are the rules of, like, entering the idwell. Mm. So the fact that an right. idwell is a simulation of somebody's, like, mind, you know... That that and it's paced pretty well. I mean, we've we've explained it in in you know the events in two minutes, but it takes place over mm. a couple of episodes. So yeah. You know. So so it's like what they're doing is like actually is built up correctly and has a purpose, and it's not just like yeah the author. It's not it's not just random their, stuff happening at a random time. The author time. emptying their uh, world building notebook <laughs> that they wrote yeah. out for uh, you know, yeah. and it's you know I gotta make sure we I gotta make sure we we double dive because I wrote that you know I thought that'd be <laughs> cool. Uh, so, all right, well, we'll uh, we'll come back to that one more time and see how that goes because that's actually that. It's actually going to be ending sooner than everything else, right? It's like an episode ahead. It's two uh, two episodes ahead of some, I think. Yeah. Some shows that are yeah, I episode 10 there today. Yeah. I believe so. Because, like, it started with a dull episode. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's move along to Keep Your Hands Off Izoken. We had episodes 7 and 8 
this uh, this block. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, I mean, would it be fair to say there's a little bit of a focus on Mizuzaki as we wrap up her? Yeah, yeah. Her this uh, was, conflict. This was kind of her four episode arc. Kind of. Right, and then kind of climaxing with the big school festival yeah. in episode eight. But uh, again, the show uh, really good. <laughs> yes, it is, man. It's <sighs> we had um, so like episode seven. We had a little bit of uh, which I thought was really nice, kind of building Mizuzaki's character, showing her time with her grandma and how she got into animation, right? And like her, her, uh, you know, her talent for observation, and um, you know, kind of building that up in meshed in with the the final crunch to get to the uh, the festival done, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the way the show continues to like talk about and be about specific principles simultaneous with demonstrating them on screen uh, still, like, the most impressive right. thing about the show to me. Right. Th- this episode even probably more so than any other episode, because oh, yeah, they were literally exactly. showing her observing, you know, how her, her grandma moved or, you know, how you know people at her dance class moved and that kind of stuff and then drawing it out and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I thought it was just nice to... Uh, you know, build a little more emotional attachment to the character. Like, you know, I, I, I always come back to this over and over again with this show of why it's different to me than, you know, your other anime about making anime. They're really, you really do like the cast and the characters and the story in addition to what they're telling you about how anime is being made. Right, like they're not just a cipher for, for like, you know, a right. character is not just like, I'm, you know... I'm the character animation specialist. Well, right. I'm... these are all the things I do. And, right, and, but right. but there's there's a they they take the time to develop the the passion and the motivation yeah. behind there's it. There's the emotional connection it... to all of those things. And I think right. they do a good job of like really tying it to their characters. Like you know, I will continue to maintain that Asakusa is my spirit animal just because of her <laughs> like specific like combination of neuroses and obsessions. But I think that with Misazaki, they do a really good job of kind of capturing the essence of like her kind of artist like what kind of artist she is and you know in many ways maybe this is a grass is always greener on the other side but Mizuzaki is like very much the like maybe it's also because like personality wise she also has her shit together way better than Akakusa <laughs> but like right what makes Mizuzaki really compelling is that in many ways she she is the platonic ideal of like what all artists kind of wish they were like her like you know the episode episode seven really gets to this idea that like her greatest skill is that she's very observant and as an artist myself who is not very observant i'm very jealous of mizuzaki <laughs> like i i'm just look like mm-hmm. a lot of pro artists are always like hey man always like uh, like appreciate your surroundings pay attention like if you're walking down the street God, and you see something I, cool, yeah, I've totally... just stop and, like, you know, open up your notebook and, like, write some things down, man. <laughs> I've heard the same I'm the guy, shit like, I, I'm the guy who, like, I could see something fucking amazing happen on the street. And I'll be like, damn, that's wild. Well, I'm gonna go home and play video games. And, right. like, I'm, I'm just not the kind of artist who, like, stops and is like, wow, the way the... That tree is blowing in the wind. Wow, that's right. so inspirational. I'm just not that kind of artist, but Mizuzaki is. And, like, they do a really good job of showing how, like, 
it's one thing to just say, like, you know, sort of like, okay, hear, hear me out for this analogy. So, the thing Azo Kid does really well is, like, it does the thing that, like, it, it does it does the thing of, like, it says that a character is good at something, and then they show how in the show itself. Right. Whereas, like, bad anime will be like, oh, this guy's the best fighter, and then he doesn't fight good. Like, Mizuzaki... Or they never really show it, right? You right, they don't take... show it. Or they're like, right. oh, this character's a tactical genius, and then they don't do anything that smart. Whereas, like, Mizuzaki, they're like, oh, she's, like, a really good... She's really good at observing things. She has an eye for, right. like watching details so we, motion so we and, have and, and, multiple sequences of her asking people to repeat things over and over because she yeah. wants to watch them do it or just like obsessively watching them and like capturing like the most core elements of their motion and i think it's like i think for better or worse right up till this episode everyone was kind of like ah, mizuzaki's kind of the third one i mean i myself could not <laughs> even like properly name her until like you know right i mean ago. she's the She's the most "quote unquote" normal one, right? right? Like, and, and so she she doesn't have as strong a personality as the other two, right? Like when you compare to like you know Machine Gremlin Asakusa and Capitalist Nightmare <laughs> Kanamori, <laughs> right? Uh, Mizuzaki doesn't stand out as much, but I think they did a really good job of making her a compelling character, especially at the very end of episode seven, where she's like giving her whole speech about like. Where she's like, you know what? I don't actually give a fuck about anime. Like, what I care about is animation. And, like, right. that's such a, like, artist thing to say to, like... Like, I just do this because it is a means to an end to my true passion. Which is, like, a very specific part of the process. But... Uh, rest of the process, whatever. Right. And I think that does a good... I think there's an interesting contrast there with... Uh, to kind of, you know, link this to episode not, uh, 8... Uh, with the the festival episode, where it's it's kind of a subtle bit, but I actually really liked that part at the very beginning, where they're like oh, lining up the sound effects and the, music, like music, and yeah, yeah, they kind of low key like reveal that Asakusa might actually have the makings of a fantastic like not just an anime animation director, but like a director director, right? Like she has this knack for like oh, actually put the music here, like silence it here because just let the sound effects speak for themselves and then have it swell during this scene and it's like she's a little much more like holistic creator um, yeah yeah like she like she has this like knack for understanding anime as like a as a collect like as a, as a as a whole creative process rather than just like her like specific like you know niche area and right and then yeah, the rest of that episode's really good too. Where it's just the fucking like ridiculous yeah. chase through the school. <laughs> episode eight's like kind of it's kind of like I don't know what they're gonna do after this because I feel like this was like a like, the climax yeah, of the show. I mean, you could have said that about the, the first four episodes as well. I think. So. I, I I don't I don't think the this is a much bigger scale. I mean, I it is, the, but uh, like if you had the, the cut the show at episode four, I, I probably would have been satisfied as that as that being a whole thing. And if you would cut the show out here at episode eight. I think I also would have been satisfied. I I agree, but I just I think what what Jell is saying is like, where do you go from it's here? Hard, it's hard to imagine how you escalate from here, right? Like, yeah, because because the the original test animation thing they did for the the, the council meeting mm-hmm. was like with the promise of there was going to be something bigger after that. Right. right. And now we hit now we hit the thing that was bigger after that. Now what do we do? And it's like, I don't know, short of like actually just getting scouted by like <laughs> an actual bespoke anime studio. I don't know. Yeah. Like and 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 they tied up one of the main conflicts with Mizuzaki and her parents, right? Yeah. Right. Oh man. Which that's that part was 
man, that part really like. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> I I know I keep I I know every week we talk about Azo Ken. I I turn it into some like fucking personal dialogue about my own like. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 partially Rel- living your life here. That's Gene. why it's par- my, that's my why own struggles with with my career as an artist, but. Man, these are kind of living your life. So. She fucking, she does it. She does the thing. She achieves the thing every artist just wants, and that is <laughs> the approval of her peers and family of the work she does. <laughs> like every artist in the world, I guarantee you, every artist in the world has struggled with the doubts and the skepticism of their peers and their family, because right. because it's art. It's it's the the, fucking, the when are you gonna get a real job? Right, uh, right. Questions. Like, you know, and, I'm right. you know, like I've done enough work now that I can legitimately call myself you know a concept artist. But I still have those doubts of like, is this thing gonna last? Like, is this gonna all like just blow up on me a year from now? Like, right. Like you know, my family like they're you know supportive, but I wouldn't say they approve. You know, and it is the ultimate artist fantasy more than anything more than more than critical acclaim more than financial like you know success though financial success is also nice but the thing that i think every artist wants deep down is to 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 burn their life's essence on a great work and then show that to the people they care about most and then for those people to say that was worth it it was right. worth it. And that's what Mizuzaki gets in episode 8. And yeah, I just... I feel for her. But also, I feel deeply jealous of her because <laughs> I've been doing this for like way longer than she has, and I haven't gotten that yet. When is, when's my turn, damn it? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was, I was kind of... I was glad... Maybe in some ways it was a little too tidy on how they, they wrapped that up, but I also was kind of glad just... Plot-wise, they didn't drag that out too much because I feel like that could have really dominated. Yeah, it would be very, it would be very easy to have an entire like arc about. Oh, my mom and dad don't approve of me doing anime. Although I was a little baffled by how when they get into that, the dad's just like, "Oh yeah, I told them, I told her to not do anime," and mom's like, "You did? I never heard about this." Or maybe maybe she was. uh, Maybe Mizuzaki was kind of interpreting the severity of her parents' wishes. The, too uh, wrongly or something. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. When you got fucking goons in black <laughs> chasing paid, you around yeah. the school, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe so. But, um, but uh, so I, I do want to just give a brief shout out to the madcap chase that happens in the school. Yes, I did want to talk movie. about the rest of the episode. Yes, yes because uh, the the actual rest of the episode was a fantastic climax for everything yeah. with the big chase and like it's it's very goofy, but it's very well done. It's it's the kind of the classic like. Ah, we're getting chased by the cops, but everybody in town that we've befriended over the years are 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 chipping to in to save right. us. Yeah, you got. Fucking... Uh, my favorite part was uh, Mizuzaki creeping around in her uh, like manta ray costume, yes. playing Metal Gear Solid, while Kanamori was giving her directions. Yeah, uh, that was very good. Or fucking getting so help ridiculous. from the zipline club. Just... Yes. Yeah, that's the other thing. I love how this school has like just like ridiculous niche clubs. All over the place, like right, like the do you air guys remember? Club? Yeah, like the air conditioning club, the HVAC club, uh, or there was. I think it was the episode. One of the episodes they were showing the student council had like the board of all the the clubs. Right, yeah. Uh, 
One um, was like New German Music Club or something. Right, applying for money and all, all getting denied, and they're all these like totally bizarre. It was only like you had to pause the screen. Like to carbohydrates, look like Appreciation Club. Right. Uh, so yeah. I, I kind of wonder where this trope comes from because like this and Kill a Kill both did the joke of like ridiculous, I, I, highly specialized clubs, and I wonder if yeah. there's like a. I wonder if there's like a, a a foundational inspiration for that joke because I, I think that's a pretty I don't know if a common but I've I've seen that in other I'm thinking yeah, like it, uh, I remember Golden Time when they did their club uh huh club recruiting part oh uh, yeah uh, the tea club example. where we just go out and get hammered every day uh, but there was like a bunch of other weird clubs that were like recruiting right uh, I guess I wonder where if that if that joke comes from anything specific to like Japanese like club culture. They probably like, are just from like the creators going, man. I wish I had this club at school. <laughs> especially, especially if you live in a really rural area and you go to a small school and there I are like three clubs and you have to join one of them. So right, right, you know, like right. Don't the they first school I was join clubs? in junior high, they do. High school is a bit more. Depends on the school, really. Go, but go like the club. first school I went to, like my main school, was a junior high. It had about forty students total. And there were three clubs. There was the baseball club, the volleyball club, and the music club. And you had to join Man. one. Ugh. You in trouble. Oh. I would be in trouble. <laughs> I would be in trouble, yeah. I would have to join I, I would have to join the local delinquents gang because <laughs> I got no <laughs> Not other in this village. Squatting behind the bleachers club. Or... Look, we don't I don't got any of the choice, man. I can't do baseball. <laughs> A lot of the kids couldn't do any of it, but they they did somehow they had to. And it's every day and it's in the summer holidays and it's oh, on oh, national holidays and it's I can't ugh. Yeah. I can't imagine anything worse than a music club playing music with people who don't want to play music. <laughs> and it was, and the oh, music man. club was like five people, so Ugh. there was. Oh like, wow! I'm surprised. There, there was like a horn, a clarinet, and a piano, oh, and a, like a record, like. Oh no! I, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking myself. Given the choices, I don't want to play sports, which just then just leaves me the music, and I, I I do play music, so I'm fine with that. But like, I feel like. There would be more people that just don't want to play sports, and my only other alternative is music. But yeah, you know what? That's... I kind of want an anime about Artemis. About I want that. an anime about <laughs> your your what the this half-assed music club you just you just described. Because, <laughs> and like... they and they would and they their their job was to play like if we had graduation ceremony, they would play oh, no. the entrance song and stuff. And, and it's exit a five-man band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! And and uh, then and then when play? and then one year when graduation happened, most of the people in the music club were graduating, so it was just oh, one no. sax. It was like the one second year playing sax. <laughs> <laughs> just a single saxophone player just fucking played their ass off. Just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's great. That that's what I mean. Because really like good. usually in anime, when you have like the music club, it's like chaos or something where it's like, oh, we can afford like good instruments and like we're actually playing a bespoke right. genre. We have passion yeah. for the craft. But I want the music club that's like, well, I play clarinet and I can kind of read sheet music. And yeah, like, what kind of music do you do you play? And that's yeah, that was to my knowledge how it kind of started off because I don't think most of the kids who joined played that instrument in in elementary school. So oh, that's great. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. But, so maybe maybe uh, Ezekin's uh, vision is coming from that uh, desire to. Yeah, do I, don't, I don't. I don't know. Like if they if they grew up somewhere, yeah, really rural, then quite possibly. Just like the fantasy of of running your own zipline club. I would right. join that club. That sounds like a fun club. 
I mean, that one does. It's some of the other joke clubs in Ace of Kenrum. Yeah, like, like the, the, was it the calorie appreciation one? Yes. Uh, or we're African for both ramen and well, udon at lunch, or, or yes. whatever it was. Well, I mean, if, if calorie calorie appreciation just boils down to you get to eat uh, food. It's still like, maybe that's it's still like how the security club is just the student council's SWAT yes. team. Yeah, but uh, they're... With their RPGs, and, right? Uh, which again, I mean, that's kind of what I mean. When I say like, kind of like kill a kill. It kind of is the joke of like these clubs are so highly specialized. They basically form their own, like, right. <laughs> it's crazy to me that go, it's crazy to me that the clubs get budgets at all. It's that's still wild to me. Yeah, I mean, when I was in high school, man, right? You you paid out of pocket for everything. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Like only this is America, the, you don't get anything for free. Only <laughs> the really big, only the really big clubs like got funding, and even then, it was usually just the teacher. Like paying out of pocket for like, you know, like my club, you know, my school had a had had a barbecue club, and that was just oh, because one teacher was extremely passionate about barbecue to the point where <laughs> he like bought three smokers and brought them to campus. Sure. And in hindsight, I probably should have joined that club. You I don't know. probably would have been pretty, why the pretty good, actually. Why the fuck did I run an anime club when <laughs> I could have just joined the barbecue club? Man, I was a fucking idiot in high school. Biggest Isn't mistake that... of your life. Yes, I could have been barbecuing, man. My school... Combined them This was, this was not a club. I'm, we're getting way off topic now. But, uh, That's yes. fine. That's what this One podcast of, uh, is my about. School's, my school had a full like diner off in a corner uh, a for, like, restaurant, like a... for like restaurant teaching stuff. Uh full-on, like, diner counter service uh, at oh, lunchtime to teach, like, restaurant skills. Um, huh. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but it was not Kawa knowledge. So you'd have all the seniors who would go go to the jar at lunch and get, like, decent diner food. Real food. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and not, not uh, get, get, like, actual burger food. and fries uh, and not but they didn't, a like, microwave do burrito. A good job. Huh, they didn't tell anybody about this? Well, would you tell people about it? It's already crowded <laughs> enough! Uh, fair enough, fair enough. With the barbecue club, you couldn't really hide it because, you Smoke, know, you yeah. smell the barbecue. And right. You'd just I, naturally be drawn in that direction. That that sounds like a, an anime premise in itself there. Like a separate... The diner club. Uh, <laughs> the secret diner, diner club. club that's on campus. Diner club. Midnight diner. Yeah. High Man, we're, we're fucking writing our own anime here. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> It's the, it's the it's the Azoken effect where uh, it's getting the creative juices flowing. But, uh, uh, but all right, show yeah. That so yeah, juices flowing. Um. <laughs> well, let me just just putting the the bow on Azoken again. I I don't know. Are they going to get another project? I I guess the only direction I could see because the what they did was a commission from the Robot Club, right? Yeah. So they still haven't like done like. The anime they want to make. Their own right? personal anime, not yet. Are they gonna, so, is this going to be anime Gatteris? Gatteris? Oh, I... I, I <laughs> kind, again, I was debating whether that would be a good or a bad thing, but... <laughs> they going to make well, something to sell at Comic-Cat? I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, you know, they did... They were selling the merch and the DVDs for this, this yes. anime, right? So, like, is that going to lead to some ridiculous... I don't know. I don't know. I mean... The, the 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 other part is this is based on an ongoing manga, right? So uh, yes, no, yeah, that's true. There's only uh, part of me wants this like big wild, you know, ridiculous ending, uh, where they end up being at the top of the anime world or something. Right. As like, I feel yeah, like as the next logical step here, like their own Daikon Four, 
type. Yeah, so I was suspecting that, like, if this is good, is that... So my two suspicions about the future of Azoken in these last four episodes is either, yes, they kind of go the Gynax route of create their own, like, you know, iconic genre-defining short that uh, kind of puts them on the map. Or maybe related to that, I feel like we have gotten character focus on Asakusa and Mizuzuki, and I feel like the kind of logical conclusion now is that it's time for Kanamori to get her own, yeah. like, character arc. Because she has been a prominent character this whole time. I mean, she is arguably the most popular of the three in the fan base, but she hasn't really, like, had a, like, character arc, so to speak. We haven't really gotten into her motivations right. or anything. Right, like... It's kind of hard to imagine her, a character like her who is like as hyper competent as her struggling, but you know, I feel like the logical conclusion here would be for her to run into some kind of like personal or right. external struggle for her to deal Cause, with. Because we know on the surface level her her motivation is money, but it, you get the impression that it's not really her true motivation, right? Like, uh, or you know, is there some reason why that's you know? I, I mean, know. if her soul, I mean, right, because if her soul like motivation was money, she would not get into the anime game. That's right. There are more profitable ventures to right. uh, to uh, and get involved like she with. would not fight as hard as she does for Asakusa and Mizuzuki if she did not like genuinely care to some degree. So right, yeah, she actually bought them dinner that one time. So um. At a cheap, uh, I mean, at a, like the fucking know, cheapest robber place imaginable. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they've shown that she is like working very hard in her own way to make sure it's. Oh, cute. totally, totally. I mean, look, she hustled the HVAC club. <laughs> you know, she's making moves. Blackmailed the right, the yeah, yeah. So that 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 would be interesting. It's just that there's not a lot of time left. So yeah, yeah. It's going in a completely different direction at this point is going to be a little tough, but I have faith at the moment mm-hmm. that they can pull it off. All right, so uh, final show on our list is Doro Hidoro. Yeah. And, uh, you know, before we get into the details here, I had a realization that I want to throw out for, for everybody here. Okay. As I was watching these episodes. I'm not sure specifically at what point. Uh-huh. But, you know, I, di- I didn't think I was going to like Doro Hidoro after the first episode. And even now, I wasn't really sure why. And then I realized... Uh, this show has the exact same uh, structure as Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Can wait. Think about it. Think about it for a second. Um, <laughs> the uh, the most obvious being uh, Shin and Noi have the exact same energy as Hori and Kashima, right down to her yelling senpai all the time. Now, what if they committed murder? <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, a lot of people yell senpai all the time in anime. Come on. Yeah, but their their relationship feels very similar to me on that. I mean, one. is it and also then, the vibe of like they're clearly very into each other, but like they have they neither of them can bring themselves to like. Just yeah, there's stay. that. Um, I feel like there's like three couples we've split up uh, split up with. Oh my god, there really are. Uh, you've got um, you've got N as the vaguely gay fifth wheel. Uh, <laughs> It, it's it, it was all coming together for me. Yeah, there's three this... primary couples in Doro Hidoro. There's Kaimon and Ikaido, Shin and Noi, and then right. uh, Abisu and Fujita. Yep. As I was seeing that all shape up in these episodes, <laughs> it occurred to me that's why I'm actually liking this show. That's, that must be the the, uh, the reason. I'd read so. romance to uh, its uh, myriad genres. Yeah. So I mean, 
obviously there's a lot more <laughs> blood and graphic violence here but uh i i don't know yeah. i don't know if you could really say romance i mean doesn't kaiman just want his gyoza like isn't that all it boils down to for him well, I mean, I mean, that's a form know, of romance right like, uh... <laughs> uh anyway um that aside <laughs> um i was actually i thought episode six was fine but i didn't think it was like their best work I feel like they were just kind of, it was kind of workmanlike, just kind of getting the yeah. keeping the plot yeah, I mean, going. Yeah. Um, so like you had, uh, well, we had like the cool fight with uh, Nikaido storming Ends Mansion there, um, and uh, we got a little background on on Shin, like a little bit of his backstory, and like <laughs> at first I didn't like the the end part where Kaiman fights the giant cockroach guy <laughs> uh, oh i don't know well, I, I, until they <laughs> called him, until they called him back in the next episode then oh, i was like oh, okay God. so so the thing that saves episode six for me is yes it introduces johnson the giant cockroach who is <laughs> the best fucking side character in Dorodoro. i do i did really enjoy how kaiman is fighting those cockroach and in any other anime be like oh man the situation's serious i need to get past this or whatever, and instead he's just like, fuck this! It's a giant cockroach! I'm out of here! <laughs> right. Like, he's just like, uh, just, like, no fucking way am I dealing with this. <laughs> just runs screaming. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. I will say, I do like, uh, episode 6 is the one with Shin's backstory, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I will say, that episode, that part I really liked, because for better or worse, that section is a brief glimpse into the promise of what the Doro Hidoro anime could have been in a world where the Doro Hidoro anime gets unlimited budget and unlimited time to work on it because that section is entirely hand animated. Uh, there's no CG in that section. Uh, and right, they did not bother man, to make a model for Shin, um, for young Shin. Right. And it's like, man, does the does man does that section look really good? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I I don't complain about the CG most of the time because I'd say for the most part, it's I, been pretty it's, good. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty good, and the backgrounds are fantastic. So you know, hard to complain. But that brief section with Shin's backstory, I was like, oh, but what if all of Dorohedoro looked like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um. Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, all of N's gang are just like very interesting characters because they're yeah. they're so there's big wide gray areas. <laughs> yes, they're uh, you know it's. A, I mean, at the end of the day, they're all psychotic murderers, but right? But it's everyone it's a in the show is a family. psychotic murderer. Yes, grading on a curve. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're it's, doing. Uh... It, it really is the murder curve of Dorohedoro of like like at the low end you have Fujita who's never killed anybody but not for lack of trying, and then on the upper end you have like. Kaiman who will kill his who taxi driver. Who throws people out of taxis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't want to pay for his taxi, so he'll just kill a dude. But uh... I do, I do love how, I guess, kind of get. I don't know if we want to move on to episode seven yet, but in the related uh, when uh, Fujita goes the hole and he just brings a gun to kill. Yeah, <laughs> Glock just straight up takes it out of his backpack. Just... Stop, I'm just gonna shoot him in the head. I can't beat him with magic. I'm just gonna right, shoot him in it's... the head. <laughs> Does oh. lead to the question of wait, did the wizards always have guns and they just choose not to use them? Or they're just not as efficient as uh 
magic. But, uh, kind of yes, thing. I think episode seven is definitely the star of the show. It's the um, star yeah. of the oh, yeah. season for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the best episode I've seen in a uh, long just, time. Like, rapid, like anything. It's so good. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, of course, episode seven is. Uh, the, the baseball episode. <laughs> the good old, the, the classic one of, of all Which... of, of all the anime, like, episode premise tropes, like, you know, <laughs> beach episode, Christmas episode, etc., etc. I think baseball episode generally tends to be the most consistently good. Yeah, we were having a hard time thinking of a bad one mm-hmm. when we were chatting about it. Um, it it's, it's just a good, good way to get your cast together. Right, just... Fun situation and yeah. uh just mash a whole cast together in a, in a low stakes frankly conflict. relative yeah like low stakes game that like won't have well, any, how many like... people how many people died in this game is <laughs> uh, a good... yeah well fine low stakes for doro hidoro relatively which is like, yeah low stakes which is like only three people died during this baseball game <laughs> Uh, only yes, only uh, but, uh, only fifteen percent of the players. Yeah, but as as Eero said, I think what it does best is that the baseball like framework just lets you, just allows you to have a lot of really fun rapid fire jokes. Right, and yeah, I mean yeah, through the whole thing, like we mentioned, <laughs> Fujita with the gun, and then he gives uh, Ibisu the, uh, the I love, I love hole. hole T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh... Uh, and then you have her running around in the shark costume, yes, the shark dance, about and, murdering uh, people, and the you know the cranky old men arguing back and forth, right? And, or like the escalating uh, the, joke of like them introducing like Kaimon's like baseball team, right? And it's like initially you're like, <laughs> "What a giant cockroach! That's crazy!" And then you're like, "Wait, uh, just a zombie?" <laughs> right? Check it out, guys! I made a Frankenstein out of that. Uh, oh, that wizard you killed. Out of all those wizards you killed. <laughs> right. Oh, right, and it ends up being the Fujita's old partner, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. To tie it all together. And, uh, That's the other thing, like, I, I think I said this last time, like, I feel like they don't wait as, like, as wacky and crazy and out there as some of the things Doro or Hidoro does. It's like, I feel like they don't waste anything. Like... Like we're gonna we're gonna introduce this cockroach monster in this one scene, but we're gonna we're gonna get our use out of that cockroach monster and bring oh, him back, yes. uh, oh, yes. you know, later. Like they're they're not really wasting any screen time. It feels like, but uh, yeah, this uh, this episode is just so good. Like you get the the, the quick gags, the kind of like easy, nice little characterization bits on the characters, and it's just, it's just fun um, across the board. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I guess uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we, we we've got we still have a lot of the. We didn't really spend much time on the the mystery in this block, uh, unfortunately. So we still have a lot of work to do there. I guess. Right. Um, um, which something about they're like because Abisu has lizard magic. Yes, this is the like reveal, right? Mm. Oh, right. We yeah. did get that, yeah. right? Okay. Right. Yes. The the B plot I, I, of the episode is uh, Noi gets I, transformed into a lizard. Right. Goes on. I got to admit page. to you guys, I, I did watch episode eight, so I'm yeah, trying to draw the line uh, where episode eight was. Right. Um, Man, I purposely did not watch apologies. that this morning, so I wouldn't like accidentally talk about it. Yeah. yeah like uh, that's my when bad. Noi gets transformed into a monster and rips up Shin and N. 
Right, and they're just like not <laughs> right. Like Shin just nonchalantly standing there with like his entrails hanging out of him. <laughs> like, right, like, oh, to turn her back, we need a piece of someone's entrails from her closest person. But I'm not. I'm not right. going to cut so my stomach open. You're already bleeding out. So how about yeah, you just yeah, give up yours? <laughs> the best part of that is when they have to. He has to remember their best memory together. <laughs> oh my god! Right. So fucking like. Oh, we got. <laughs> we got like wasted. And Louise just flying off a cliff. She got wasted and drove off a cliff. It was great. Good times. And the way the way like death just does not matter at all with the with, with them. Uh, but well, uh, like I mean, even yeah, like so, at the very end when like they like what they cure it and it's like Abisu's holding Matsubura's like severed head. You know, the body that Fujita like struggled this whole episode to get back to <laughs> like get revived. Yes, and then she just sc- scrushes it. Perfect. Perfect uh, comedic timing. Uh, just, yes, the timing that. of that seed is perfect. Uh, making making uh, crushing his best friend's head uh, hilarious. Yes, I mean that's that Dora Hidoro. That's, yes, that's, 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 that's Dora Hidoro. <laughs> uh. uh, yeah. So I guess I guess we did get. That's a pretty big uh, clue there that we find out about Ebisu's magic, and uh, her being able to turn people into dragons or lizards or something like that. And, mm-hmm kind of uh where we're gonna go with that bit of it so um also the question of what is nikaido's magic it's still yeah. floating around there what, in, what indeed yep. that's still floating around there mm. well this the... this shows an episode behind everything else right or a couple even so yes yeah, so we it's, do have it's got a bit of time up its sleeve still yeah 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 uh, we're just kind of just barely gee, past the half read the point. manga right yes so it's like how you said based on how many episodes there are it's not going to reach the end of the manga right Definitely not. Um, is there like a good? A, but you think like, there's yeah, a, good a good stopping point? point? Is my question. There is a big climax that I would, if I were making the Doro Hidoro anime, I would try to shoot to end there. If I only had one core, the thing I would say, however, is that based on the current pacing of the anime, that point would be like a hypothetical episode fourteen or fifteen. Hmm, okay. And hmm. so it's like I think of like it's too short it's too it's too short to be two cores, but it's too long to fit into one core. And my fear is that they might just start jamming a lot of like a lot of arcs together. Like I mean they right. kinda of are, are already doing that. Like like I feel like the baseball episode was kind of special because like they kinda of just devoted the entire episode to that when like that could have they could have totally like, like turned when, that like into, half like, of these episodes have been like three shorts in one episode yeah yeah and like you could tell like they really put their all into the baseball episode but i think otherwise they're kind of do they're kind of they're gonna follow the format of episode six of like two or three vignettes at the same you know in one episode mm-hmm. because i think for better or worse they're gonna have to do that to reach like a the the narratively appropriate stopping point sure I mean, they've already announced that the the BD releases are going to have OVAs of like extra scenes, and I suspect that those extra scenes are going to be the more like filler slice of life stuff that they're going to have to cut to kind of yeah. make it to that climax. Have they already skipped like a lot, or they've skipped some stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's mostly like incidental stuff. It's you know, kind of like. You know what, like omake chapters, basically, okay, right? Sure. Like mm. you know, stuff at the end of a volume, or like, you know, maybe like, 
you know, smaller scenes in the bigger chapters that were, like, not as, you know, not as necessary to the overall plot. Right. Uh, I think the biggest thing they've probably skipped is, uh... I'm not gonna say, because they they might bring it, they still might bring it back. (laughs) I mean, they have to, they... The thing I'm thinking of specifically, they have to bring back, because it starts off as a one-off joke, and then becomes, like, a key component to the climax of the very end of the manga, so... (laughs) (laughs) They'll have to bring it back eventually. Yeah, let's, uh, let's leave that one out then. Yeah, but, uh... I think I think there's a place they're gonna shoot for for the ending, yeah. And okay, I think they'll make yeah. it, but it'll be a little hasty. I mean, the show is nothing if not chaotic, so that's right. It, it, they they could kind of get away with it. Yeah, I wonder if they could tack on an extra episode or two because it's Netflix, and maybe they're not as tied to broadcast schedule. I don't know. That would be nice. It would be it would be nice if. Anything good came out of Netflix? Because I mean, you <laughs> could, you could push to a, a a fourteen episode on a normal core at most, right? We've seen that. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But um, either way, I, I love the show. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I wasn't sure after episode like one, episode two, but sold now. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm, re- I'm really happy with this adaptation. It's uh. You know, again, like Beastars, you know, <laughs> when I heard it was going to be CG characters, I was very worried, but they've, they've done a really good job. They've, they've, they've really kind of captured the, the, the spirit and, and the personality of, yeah. of, of that story. Yeah. And I feel like the, I like, I, I don't think the CG is like maybe as good as Beastars or at least the directing, but it's not distracting, which is kind of all I would ask. Yeah. I kind yeah. of even wondered if, if. I mean, I, I know they're having probably budget troubles, right? But even so, I, I wondered almost if they'd been like, you know what, this series is weird and crazy and unsettling. <laughs> and maybe the maybe the CGI mixed with the hand-drawn stuff will make it more so, like, helping the tone. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. It's, it's always hard to say with that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it, pro- it probably does work a little better here than if it was just like a a school anime or something i mean yes yes i think it's like because the setting is so deeply wrong (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it like yes you could get away with a little bit more of that otherworldliness right right i mean really the only one that bothers me is is kaimon it's kind of yeah yeah in a perfect world kaimon i mean his mouth flaps just remind me of toku so yes yes like i feel like the thing you gotta understand is that Kaimon, like, he has a lizard head. He's not a man in a lizard costume. Like, that is his head. <laughs> I know. Like, right. it, he, his mouth should not, like, you know, yeah, like, do the Pac-Man thing. Like, I'm begging I mean, he you does... guys, like, put just a few more frames in his talking animation. He does have his mask on, like, 50% of the time. I mean, yes, that's yeah. probably a very effective so... way to save on animation. And I, I, one of my favorite things in the show is when he eats through the mask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just see you just see him sticking a straw in the hole yeah. that just goes to nowhere. It's you have no good. idea how that works. <laughs> very good. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much <laughs> it. Uh, I can talk about Kamen <laughs> Rider if you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do. So excited! We do. 
we do have some time uh, left. Uh, I don't know. I, it, did anything? Did anything new sure. happen since the last time we talked? Kinda, they uh, it, it reached kind of like an arc climax. Because uh, the past this was the battling CEOs. Yeah, the past several episodes have been basically about how the new bad guy, the other CEO who was a common writer, uh, is just a massive asshole all the time. Um, and it turned out he was. Not just smug because he's a smug dick, but he was doing it with intention to piss off the main character. Um, oh, because that's much better motivation. <laughs> because but. he basically makes a power-up for the main character and forces it onto his belt, which floods his brain with malice or something. Because uh, when humans... To unlock his true when humans, uh, See, robots are... Good. They only learn evil from humans, <laughs> and so if you, so if you uh, fill the the person who has the most faith in human gears, if you just fill him with malice, it proves that <laughs> that robots are not worth it, or something like this. I hmm. Hmm. I don't know about this. So, uh, but yeah. So, main common rider gets this new power up that turns him into an evil berserker. Who just attacks everything d- indiscriminately, and I bet he hates robots. Huh? <laughs> uh, and so uh, to counteract all the malice uh, of humans, they go and talk to all of the good robots from the past twenty episodes because <laughs> to so count to counter their, the their evil data, we have to get good data. From the ah yeah that that's how you fix a computer with bad data <laughs> you fill it with good data, yep. And so he uh, they give him a new power up, give him a new sword that lets him use this new power up without going crazy, and we finally beat up evil CEO. Okay, the good CEO beats up <laughs> yeah, evil CEO. Yep. Because as we all right, know, yes, I keep I keep forgetting the premise of this fucking story is that actually some CEOs are good. Uh huh. Maybe maybe it's okay that, that there are billionaires because some billionaires use their money for good. Yeah, mm. I'm too tired to make specific political jokes on yes. that, but there's definitely ones to be uh-huh. made there. But, um. uh, <laughs> all things considered, for like considering the poor quality of Common Writer uh, in the past few years, uh, it's not terrible. There is a, some actual character development. Real high bar yeah, there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, the Eero seal of tolerance <laughs> for Toku. I tolerate this show. Indeed. Uh, more importantly... Yeah. Re- well, re- the, the Iro seal of approval is I, I watched it for two episodes and I'm still <laughs> watching it. More importantly, Ryu Soldier is done, which means the next week we can start uh, Machine Sentai Kuromager instead. Oh, on, this, on the Super Sentai uh-huh. side. Uh... uh Though it remains to be seen if the new one will be any good, because Super Sentai and Kamen Rider cannot be good simultaneously. It's a law of the universe. But, but the Kamen Rider is also not that good. Well, so. no, Zero One's been alright. It's been fine. It's been good. Oh, okay, I, the way you're describing it, I, I couldn't tell how you <laughs> felt about it. <sighs> I was going to say, all has right. there ever been a time where it's like instead of one good, one bad, it's just too mediocre? Uh, probably. <laughs> not not in the time, the same time. Not in the time where I've been watching uh yeah for, for the past few years now right all right well there's your your common writer minute uh-huh. um i don't know if there's anything uh, else I'm talking about pokemon's could, uh... bad now 
Oh well, the the, uh, the new poke the real Pokemon series now is Twilight Wings, yeah, yeah, so we yeah. can just ignore. Her. I still need to watch the, that uh, short. I heard it's good. It's good for you. Know, you you didn't short. watch. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I didn't watch the show with your waifu with, with the fit karate chick. Yes, I know. Yeah, yeah. Gee, they made that for you, uh, episode two. <sighs> uh, so that's that's the real Pokemon. Anime I will, yeah, I just mind, I will so. say like for all we praised Sun and Moon for being different than all the other Pokemon series, the new one is like all of the other Pokemon series, and consequently we're not enjoying it. I thought with like the new animation style, maybe it'd still have some of that personality. But I mean, some, but not nearly enough. When the like, even if you keep some of the animation personality, if all of the writing personality goes away, uh, hmm. like I don't know, man. No, I Turns out having head. a larger core cast lets you write more complex and emotionally interesting plots. Nah, no, nah, I totally get you, man. Writing in kids' shows is important. Like, I'm not even saying that as a joke, you know, as <laughs> as the resident Gundam Build Fighters fan. Let me tell you what bad writing can do to a kid's show. Well, we'll find out next like. season how that goes turns uh, out. Yeah, well, when we'll that save that back. for the next podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we are out of steam here. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we will be, I guess, back next time is likely going to be this the... The season preview, it's already that time. Mm-hmm. So everyone can stay tuned for that. I'm going to go ahead and do our housekeeping here. So you can check us out at theglorioblog.com. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. Uh, you can follow the podcast or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. Uh, tell your friends and enemies. And uh, that's going to do it. So we will catch everybody next time.